Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey, Jonathan. How's it going? Busy week, Amy. Well, it, it's that time. Yeah. It was busy week last week, busy week this week. I got a busy week just here in um, in my life in Wake Forest. Keith's, Keith's had, uh, traveling. Kids got a crazy busy. We got another another weekend performances of The Sound of Music at Wake Forest High School with Captain Von Trapp in my house. And, yeah, Edelweiss. Uh, um, that's right. That's right. Man, he shocked us. He shocked us. When I recorded this with you last week, it was before, and um, we he got the part. We knew he did. Um, we were proud of him. I mean, you know, if you get Captain Von Trapp, you can sing. Um, but One he's been hope. doing, yes, but he's been doing, you know, voice lessons, all this stuff to prepare, but he would not practice in front of us. And so we heard him for the first time in the audience last Friday and our mouths fell open. We were shocked. It was, huh. it was, I mean, I know it, we're the parents, you're proud of your kid, but still like we were, we were stunned. It was, it was really neat. So it's busy, busy life everywhere. Busy in the convention, busy in people's homes. It's just kind of crazy. Yeah. A lot going on uh, for certain. So, yeah. and, and it is that time of year. It's like we expect it to be busy That's because right. we're six weeks out from the annual meeting. It's supposed to be busy. And next yes. week, going to be just as busy because we got an EC meeting on Monday, special called meeting in Dallas, which I am headed right. to. And we have a candidate that is coming. So we'll uh, have that information next week on the show. So uh will be a big show again next week. So a lot going on. Tis the season, though, right? I mean, it would be weird right. if it wasn't busy this time of year. So, that's right. But that's hey, right. If, if you're trying to keep up with everything in the SBC and that's going around Going on in the convention and around the world, you can stay informed and engaged in the latest missions, discipleship, leadership, and political happenings within the SBC with the Baptist Press newsletters, BP Missions, Discipleship, Leadership, and Politics. These weekly newsletters offer insightful and thought-provoking content that will deepen your understanding and strengthen your faith. Don't miss out on these valuable resources. You can find out more and subscribe at baptistpress.com slash subscribe. That's baptistpress.com slash subscribe. All right, Amy. Well... We have a presidential race. We have two potential nominees for the SBC presidency. We talked about Bart Barber a few weeks ago, current SBC president, and now Mike Stone has entered the race. Yeah, so there's a, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of historical things happening here. Yeah. In this moment, I, I was kind of thinking through when the announcement came this week, which of course, you know, we we got to understand that Every year, this is even even as people serve, you know, two year terms, elections are still wide open. Nominations can happen and even up to the last minute, because I think as the story, the last time this happened, that's actually the way it happened. That yeah. There was a nomination From at the, the last minute in the annual of meeting. oneself did not right. go well. Well, but it, but that's his right. That's yep, his that's right to do that, you know. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so we know that that's part of our process. It has not been the pattern. So as you mentioned in 2011, um, Wiley, Wiley Drake nominated himself when Bryant Wright was going for his second term. And then before that, it was 1989 was the last time there was a contested presidential reelection. So it's not a common thing, but it, it can happen. So there's definitely kind of a historical thing, you know, kind of a 40 year, difference there. And then I also got to thinking that, you know, we had a, a sort of historical moment 
last year when Ed Litton decided not to run for a second term. Yeah. So so all of our calculations are usually like, hey, this year will be a presidential, you know, contested election. This year will be a re-election. So it's not. We we do that when we're thinking out, right? Yeah. And we think about crowds that way. So we had always thought, well, New Orleans will be a contested year because that's kind of the two years we were going off of. Then when last year, Ed Litton decided not to run, then it switched to Anaheim. You're like, oh, okay, now we're off. New Orleans won't be a contested year. Well, guess what? It is. So it just kind of, it's just interesting how this, how this all play, uh, this all plays out. So as you said, Mike Stone, pastor of Emanuel Baptist Church in Blackshear, Georgia, announced via video this week that he has prayerfully agreed to accept a nomination for the presidency of the SBC. This video was shared via Twitter. Um, so it's interesting how, you know, in years past, everything always went through a uh, a Baptist press release. But because of social media, it, it, it's all over the place now. And that's not just with this. I mean, it's been the last few years. So it was it was shared via Twitter from uh, Pastor Mac Brunson of Valleydale Baptist Church in um, Alabama. That's right. It's Alabama. Yeah, that's right. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Birmingham. But Mac Brunson, it, I don't think will be the nominator no. at the annual meeting. We don't know who that yeah, is. The nominator yet. is unknown that, right now. You got up until so. the day of. Well, last year, Tom Askell, we didn't know who was going right. to nominate him and, until the day of, and that was Mike Stone. So. Right. Right. So you don't, you don't know and don't have to know. So here we are, contested yep. presidential election. And according to the annual church profile information for Emmanuel Baptist Church, they reported 24 baptisms in 2022, averaged 975 in weekly worship, collected a little over $2.4 million in undesignated receipts. However, they did not give through the cooperative program in 2022, but did give $36,000 directly to the International Mission Board. Yep. All that info is in the release on Baptist Press. So we'll have that link in the show notes and uh, certainly we'll be following this all the way to the annual meeting. I'm sure there'll be a lot of discussion. Two candidates, at least for president now, uh, announced. And that's not the only announcement we had this week. The mayor will be nominated again for registration secretary. Okay. Can I ask a question about this? Yes. The graphic. On yes. this story, uh-huh. said Don Currents, administrative pastor, First Baptist Church, Ozark, Missouri. Yeah, we Why went didn't with it his say mayor on there. Well, his job is administrative pastor. The mayor thing is a voluntary position; it's unpaid. So, right. I put it in the well, lead. I thank him for his service. Yes, but the, the citizens of Ozark, Missouri, but I was sleep well at night knowing that Don Currents is in charge of their municipality. But I, I was disappointed that it didn't say mayor. But yeah, so hey, we're, we got professionalism over here. Come on now. Right, right. So we have Don Currents also announced as the nominee for or will be nominated for SVC registration secretary. That nomination speech will come from John Nelson, Missouri pastor and former president of the Missouri Baptist Convention. I have not ever heard John Nelson make a nomination speech. Um, I feel a little, little uneasy here. A little competition. Oh, oh so we're going to compare it to last year's. Yeah, yeah. I got to see if he's going to top last year's nomination well, you know, speech for I, I don't know. Don Currents. I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. I we'll we'll take a vote. We'll let the, the viewers decide of that. You know, after the fact, and see if they enjoyed last year's speech better than this year's. No pressure, we'll John. No pressure at all. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, I I can I can give a few pointers. You know, at a uh, 
what to do if Craig Colberth comes up to tap you on the shoulder, you know. <laughs> but as we mentioned, Don Currents has served at First Baptist Ozark. He's been there for 30 years, and this month was elected mayor of Ozark. Um, Did you see the little a- nugget that wound up in there, by the way, talking about Ozark? Uh, near Branson. There you yes, go. that it's a town near Branson. Good, uh, good on you. A place I've never been. Um, so, uh, according to annual church profile information, First Baptist Ozark record- reported 14 baptisms in 2022 and averaged 408 in weekly worship. Uh, they collected $1,602,724 in total undesignated receipts with uh, 6.66% of that given through the cooperative program. That is true. I, I, I do I have had a little say, fun with Don about that, by the way. When I, I, I do did have that to say, like, just a, like, just a smidge more or less, make it 6.65 or 6.67. He said the but, pastor blamed uh, him. Yeah. So 6.66% of that was given through uh, the cooperative program. They uh, That's $106,691.04. They also gave $45,770.50 to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering and $19,932.70 to Annie Armstrong. Yes. So, There's there all go. the info on Don as the potential nominee, uh, renominee for registration secretary and that's not all amy last friday we released the episode uh because we recorded it on thursday but friday morning we got an announcement from adam dooley that he will be nominating stephen rummage as the president of the pastors conference for 2024 in indianapolis that's right stephen rummage is the senior pastor of quail springs baptist church in oklahoma city friend of the pod no that's right been on this pod that's right we interviewed him uh what 2017 2017 yeah wow i think so i think so age ago yes and um yeah really great uh he also was the chair of the resolutions committee in 2016 and um used to teach at southeastern way back in the day so taught in new orleans uh, i think as well yeah yeah Yeah. and and is also i think on the faculty now at like midwestern as a visiting professor yeah, so, so uh, out there training folks yeah. typically no in preaching. No stranger to Southern Baptist, by the way. That's I mean, right. That's right. And his and and when he does, like a, as a professor, I mean, I think it's in the area of preaching. So to to lead the pastors' conference is a very uh, it all. Um, uh, to be quite honest, my first thought when I saw this was like, wait, he hasn't already done that's this. That's the same thing like, I thought. I was like, so wondering if you were going to say that because I thought the same thing. I was like, surely he's done this before, right? But he I hadn't. Mean, it's, it's kind of the thing where you say, okay, somewhere we made a mistake. So this is a correction that he should have been. A How did Matt Hensley president. become the president of the Southern Baptist Convention Pastors Conference before Stephen Rummage? No comment. But, okay. Uh, but because Matt Hensley's great. Matt Hensley's great. It was just one of these things that you're like, wait a minute. But, you know, he was doing other things. Chair of the EC, you know, uh, just had a little on a lot his of, plate. Yeah. yeah Quail Springs. A lot of other he was roles. at uh, Bell Shoals right. before that. So, yeah. Right. So uh, anyway, he will be nominated for the pastor's conference, which will be in Indianapolis in 2024. And according to the annual church profile information for Quail Springs, they reported 55 baptisms in 2022, averaged a little over 1,200 in weekly worship, and collected about $7.5 million in undesignated receipts with $910,000, which is 12.08% given through the cooperative program. Also gave just under $75,000 to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering and just under $70,000 to the Annie Armstrong Easter offering last year. So there's the stats on Quail Springs. 
Uh, and that is the uh, first nominee in, that we've had for anything at the Pastors Conference. Or an right. announcement, not nominee, but yeah. announcement. Okay. Yeah. All right. Speaking of nominees, the Committee on Nominations released their report this week. And uh, we're, we're not going to read these name by name. You're going to have to go to the link and read them yourselves. And actually, I've as we're recording this, I hadn't even looked at it yet. It just so came I out this morning. Like, so right. I, so I, I looked at them. Yeah. So, so I'll, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll scroll through this later. Edited the story. So Yeah, there you yes. go. I'll scroll through this later, but. A lot of familiar names that you may know, some you don't, which is normal. That's the kind of how it happens every year. Uh, but you've got it broken down by entity and also by the term when it expires. So there's some partial terms that are expiring that they have right. filled. And there are some that are eligible to serve their second term. So those are listed as right. well. So you can see that all at the release at Baptist Press. All the entities as well as the standing committees of the SBC, that is the Credentials Committee and the Committee on Order of Business, are yes. listed with the recommended nominees. These will be That's approved right. at the annual meeting in New Orleans on June 13th and 14th. So uh, those in the room can, you know, potentially make substitution motions or something like that. We've seen that in years past. Right. Or, you know, just approve the slate as is. Thank you, Michael Kreiner and Lauren McAfee. Yes. And as you look at this, you'll notice there will there are some that still say vacant because yes. that committee does continue to work up until the annual meeting. And so it will be in the bulletin, that final list. Mm -hmm. So they they're working uh, to fill, make sure those are ready too. So when you see it in the bulletin, go look at these spots and you can see those as well. Yes. Those will be denoted in the bulletin and, and how this works. They have to, by the convention bylaws, put out an initial report. 45 days in advance. Guess when that is? That's tomorrow. So right. that's why it's out today. And so that's right. out uh, as well as the next thing we'll talk about in a second is also has to be out before 45 days. So it has to be published, has to be available for everybody to see so that if there are any thoughts, concerns or whatever, you've got 45 days to prepare that for the convention. And like you said, there are a couple of them that they either just don't have a yes or no on, or maybe somebody pulled out really late in the game that they thought was going to be there. So they're having to replace that person. It happens every year. And there will right. be there will be openings that come up from a trustee board between now and June. Somebody will get a pastorate and move and resign from a trustee board position before June. And right. they'll have to be replaced. It, it happens every year. So there's the list. That's the initial report. And like you said, the final report in the daily bulletin at the annual meeting. There you go. And that brings us to the committee on committees. Also, something that has to be reported 45 days out. Yes. Remember, this is the committee that is appointed directly by the president. It is not, uh, no. it, it's not approved. These are appointees, it's not, not nominees. Right. They're appointees. And, uh, in a sense, when you want, when you want to ask the question, wait a minute, do I not have a voice in this committee? Your voice is when you elect that president. You exactly. are electing a president that you trust to appoint this committee on committees. And so these are appointees. This committee on committees will, meet uh, before the annual meeting, they will bring a slate of committee on nominations members that will be presented to the messengers and approved. And they will work throughout the year, this coming year, to bring a slate of trustees to Indianapolis. Which so is just, just what we talked about a second ago. That that's list, right. That's what these guys, they nominate a group that does what we just talked about. That's that's right. So it kind of works in this staggered way. Uh, so the committee on committees that starts that process appointed directly by Bart Barber 
That's announced this week also. So people got a lot of lists to look at. Man, a lot of lists. All right, so Riley Prather, who is a pastor up in Connecticut, is going to chair the Committee on Committees. I didn't want to say that it was the first time we've had somebody from Connecticut to chair the Committee on Committees because that would have taken a lot of work to go back and find that. But, but you think? I think it's probably the first one from Connecticut. Let's just be okay. honest. It's, okay. He's likely the first person from Connecticut to chair the Committee on Committees. Not a whole lot of Southern Baptist work in Connecticut. Uh, but Riley's doing a good job up there. And uh, I was really encouraged. We traded some uh, text uh, this week. So really encouraged you to hear from him. And he's excited about this. So can't wait to meet him in New Orleans. Uh, and his committee will be working on that. And the vice chairman of that committee will be Cassie Stantine from First Baptist Church, Clinton, Mississippi. So likely right. not the first vice chairman for Mississippi of the committee on committees. So just probably not. Yeah. Just, you know, odds are on my side on that one. So yeah. as well. So uh, something to note on the committee on committees. We didn't talk about this on the committee on nominations. We may run back and do this real quick. Uh, but the committee on committees, the diverse makeup of that 33% are non-Caucasian with 10% being black, 3% Native American, 13% Hispanic, 6% Asian, 25% of the committee members are women. Churches represented are diverse in size as well, with 38% of the members attending churches with fewer than 100 in weekly worship, 41% at churches of 100 to 500, 12% churches of 500 to 1,000, and 9% of them are at churches that run more than 1,000 in weekly worship. Average CP giving of those churches, 5.7%. Okay. So. Committee on Very nominations. Good. Like I'm going to just go back and give the committee on nominations since we have that as well. 26% women, 74% men, and 77% Anglo, 5% Black, 5% Asian, 5% Hispanic, 3% Native American, 1% Native Hawaiian, 3% opting not to share their ethnicity. So okay. that's committee on nominations. So tag that into the, the last story we talked about and the other, the stuff there. Last thing about the annual meeting this week, Amy, the program has been released. Or at least the initial version of the program has been released. That's right. The program is not set until the messengers vote on it, yes. which is the first order of business, actually, is yes. to... Well, after worship and an opening prayer. Well, it's the first thing you vote on. Yes. Is to Registration adopt the report and the constitution of the convention. Right. The mayor, right. Don Currents, will step to That's the mic. Right. That's right. Uh, so, but this is the first thing that you actually vote on to approve is the agenda. Um, but this is the agenda for everyone to look at and see um, in you know advance of that. And that came from the Committee on Order of Business, led by Chairman Spence Shelton, pastor of Mercy Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. I actually just saw him this week. So uh, I think he's getting getting ready, gearing up for New Orleans. And so the it's available in the annual meeting app or on the annual meeting website or at Baptist Press. And we will put Thanks for mentioning the app. I appreciate that. There you go. That's nice. All right. All right. A uh, couple of highlights. Not going to go over the full schedule because we'll do that in our big preview episode coming around Memorial Day. Uh, that's usually when we drop that. We drop that, I think, usually on Memorial Day or something. Uh, but we'll we'll get to that later on. But just a couple of things. Just one, a couple of schedule notes that are a little different than in the past, Amy. Introduction of new motions. First opportunity to step to the mic. 8.35 a.m. on Tuesday morning. Like, get your orange juice and get to the microphone. Like, right out Be the there. gate. Okay. Tuesday morning, also home to the celebration of missions uh, that we'll do and mission sending celebration that we'll send out our missionaries, commissioning mm -hmm. missionaries. Not sure of the number of that. We'll probably find that out in a couple of weeks when IMB has our trustee meeting in mid-May. And also the president's address is that morning on Tuesday. Tuesday afternoon, a lot of business. We'll have a presidential 
election. We'll have a miscellaneous business time, which is the credentials committee report and potential appeals from churches who have been removed from cooperation this year. Also, an EC report and the ARITF report in Tuesday yes. afternoon. Wednesday morning, you'll get to hear from a lot of the entities, and we're uh, also the convention sermon. Good friend of the pod, Todd Unzicker, your state convention That's right. executive director there in North Carolina. Preaching the convention sermon. Yeah, so excited yes. to hear about that. Another EC report and some resolution stuff on Tuesday, I mean on Wednesday morning. I forgot to mention the resolution stuff on Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, they split it up. And yeah. um, so a couple of things I want to just mention. One is, as you talked about the introduction of new motions, I am grateful for that. I actually like that it is first thing out of the blocks. And here's why. So last year, we had a lot of concern issues because it was one of the first things. There's always in yeah. the morning an introduction of new motions. But it came after the sending celebration. Yeah. And so we had folks who came wanting to introduce new motions, which is their right as messengers, but they were lined up at the microphone. And then For I think hours. we even, right. And, and then I think we even had some concern where when they were asked to sit down so that people could see the sending celebration, they felt like, hey, you're asking me to get out of line. I, I want to be here to do this. And the truth is, it, it really wasn't about that. It was about the fact that we're in a sending celebration and, and not to do so. Um I I appreciate that this is done in this way so that can actually yeah. be done and then move on to some of some of mm -hmm. the other things. So yeah. it does mean you got to line up earlier, but it allows for that to not be an issue because it, it really wasn't a yes. it wasn't an attempt to infringe on anyone's rights. It was about like, hey, let's you're let's blocking do the this aisle and blocking business. people from seeing. Right. So, so the committee and order of business sort of responded yeah. to that. Yeah. I don't know if that's what they were doing, but it it works it, out well. It works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's a the second other, time in the afternoon, by the way, on that. That's right. To mention there's that. always there's always two times for introduction of emotions. The other thing that I want to point out that I appreciate as one who cannot be in attendance is that uh, it's, it works for my situation is that long lunch break means that uh, Tuesday afternoon doesn't start back until three o'clock my time and Wake Forest High School graduation is at noon. So I will safely be out and able to check out what's going on with business. Unfortunately, that means I will miss the president's address. I'm telling so, Bart. I'm telling Bart. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, Amy doesn't care about you, Bart. You know, choose your kid, folks. Whenever you have to make that choice, I choose Drew. So well, anyway. Eh, eh, okay. I guess so. I'll, uh, I I'll I'll read it later or I'll watch it later. I'll yeah. get a chance to to Just stream it. Put your AirPods in, sit in there. The high school graduations are boring as all get out. Everybody knows it. He is so, he is in the W's. He is in the W's. I know so it's going to be like, a long time. It'll be like two thirty before he goes across the stage. I That's mean, right. we got plenty of time. It'll be you know we'll we'll be done eating beignets and muffaladas and you know you'll, before you'll he still walks be across. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. come on, but. Gee. But anyway, I mean, the business yeah. I'll get, I, I won't be, I won't miss. I'll no. get to check it out. No, you'll, you'll be fine. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, so that's Wednesday morning. We talked about that. You got, remember Wednesday afternoon uh, or lunchtime on Wednesday, seminary lunches, a bunch of those going on. And then Wednesday afternoon, seminary reports. So you've got the reports on seminary, uh, the reports for the seminaries on Wednesday afternoon and the election of the recording and registration secretaries are in that slot as well, as well as a potential third Committee on Resolutions report, so some extra time there. So a lot, a lot going on. Yeah, on, and uh, and a and a previously 
and a previously scheduled business slot. So it's important if to needed. remember that's if needed. So if someone brings a motion that the committee and order of business decides to schedule, they might do it at that time. So when you're when you're thinking flights, when you're talking about going home, if you're a messenger, that I mean there Go could be Thursday. a very yeah, there could be an important discussion happening at four o'clock. And so um, I know it's tough. I know people don't like that for their travel plans, but the reality is we used to have a week long annual meeting. And once we shrunk it into two days, there's just no way to keep from having actual business that needs to be voted on on Wednesday afternoon. Just, just no way. So you got to do Wednesday night or just go ahead and stay over till Thursday morning. Yep. And there's no panels or anything in here. I mean, this is just business, 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 business. So, yeah, yeah I mean, there's some people have asked about that. You know, is there anything like that in there? There's not really. Uh, there's panels going to yeah. be going on in the exhibit hall. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But this is a, a tight business schedule and uh, a lot going on. And some long lunch That's breaks right. because of the distance between uh, the convention and the hotels. So we've talked about that here on the podcast. So that is the yep. annual meeting schedule. Final piece of news, Amy. I know last week on the podcast, we talked about uh, Southwestern, where they have a new president and chancellor, David Dockery, O.S. Hawkins, respectively. Last week, some news from Southwestern last week. Southwestern and its former president, Paige Patterson, were released from the Pressler abuse lawsuit. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how the the Jane Roe case had been dismissed. Right. Now, last week, this news came, I think, after we recorded, but they have been dismissed from the Rollins abuse case. First Baptist Houston, Paul Pressler, the SBC and the EC are still all active parties to that, but Southwestern and Paige Patterson are not. Right. And this uh, story says that Patterson and Southwestern reportedly reached a settlement. So this wasn't like a judge making a particular ruling about... Here I'm dismissing, and these are the legal, you know, reasons why. It was, so that's a little bit different than what we uh, have seen. Um, no details on that, but that's uh, that is the, yeah. the situation. So always like to give those legal updates. Yep. So that's our legal update, and that's also it for the news this week, which will bring us to my favorite part of the week. This week in SBC history, Amy, blow our minds. All right, we're going to go to 1952. You know how I like to give these uh, comparisons to what meetings were like then as to what they're like now. This time we're going to do some child care comparison. So All right. the headline, the headline was child under six. There's a nursery for him in Miami. What about her? Um, they only I take boys know. in a nursery. That it said him, but um, so it says children under six years of age are being well provided for at a small cost. During the sessions of the Southern Baptist Convention in Miami, May 14 to 18, according to Mrs. F.G. Davis, chairman of the nursery committee. So there was a nursery committee. Yes. So I can't actually tell what if this is like the first time that this that child care was provided or if it's just kind of a a way of advertising. But I'm just going to give you kind of a comparison between Giant Cow and the experience in 1952. Children under three years, is what it said, would be cared for at Central Baptist Church in downtown Miami. So you had to take them to the church uh, oh, here. Okay, that makes sense. And then and then three years, three-year-olds and their brothers and sisters through six years. So three to six-year-olds would be at Riverside Baptist in another spot. That included a large fenced playground and supervised outdoor play. 25 cents per hour. Plus 25 cents for each meal served is what they would be charged. That's a pretty good deal. 
It said meals will be well-balanced and well-prepared. The children will have morning and afternoon refreshments of fruit juices and a proper place available for rest periods during the day also. All right. I want to make a motion at this year's annual meeting that we Uh provide fruit juice and proper places for rest periods during the day as well. For all the people. For all all the people. Yes. I would love an apple juice and an app. Uh, The chairman assures parents that capable and responsible women will be on duty to care for the children. Then they also provided a list of women available to stay with children in hotels and homes available at convention time. So So like a nanny service almost. Yeah. So this nursery committee was like serious business here. They got two setups at churches, 25 cents an hour plus 25 cents a meal. And it doesn't say all the hours. I mean, I guess it's during convention time. I'm not really sure. I mean, it'd be, what if what if somebody drops them off at eight and is like, "Hey, I'll be back at 10 p.m." I don't know. Well, I mean, that's that's uh, 14. So that's 350 plus probably two meals. So that's four bucks. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then turn around and say, "I w- I actually want my child to stay in the hotel." So they're going to provide a list of people. I mean, I guess that's first come first serve. I don't know. Uh, but we have come a long way because Giant Cow yeah. is like a whole next Yeah, level some news on that. There. So Youth on Mission and Giant Calf, so that is the preschool and the teenage stuff, that's full. Yeah. Giant okay. Cow is close to full. Close so to full. Okay. If, if you don't have somebody uh, already registered for that, you better do it now. Do it today. All right. Yes. So And we, we take both boys and girls, by the way, well, unlike Miami. Yes. It, it said later, it said they're brothers and sisters. So I think okay. it took both, but it was just for the headline. They just said him. They could um, have said children anyway. under six. There's a rest. Anyway. Well, you could, I mean, with your uh, connections to Baptist Press, Jonathan, you could you could make that happen today. But in 1952, you weren't there. I wasn't there. So you weren't even born. All right. So my mom but was born anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so child care. Been uh been provided for a very long time, but it looks really different over a very much um, so. Yeah, over and on a, site too, which is a big deal. Period. You know, yes, yes, very I, much. I, so I, I don't know my Miami geography, sorry, but I can't imagine that was um too convenient to have to drop your kid off at a church and then get back over. Maybe, so. but it's probably more convenient than having to leave your kid at home and figure out what to do or not come at all. So, uh. So lots of things in plan for the annual meeting, just like now, uh, but child care did look very different this week in SBC history. All right, cool. All right, well, thanks for that, Amy. That's going to bring us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? Uh, mine is one that I actually do from time to time, but I want to do an update, and it is the digital resources um, availability at the Southern Baptist Historical Library and Archives, which is what I use every week for that segment. Um, but if you check it out, that list has increased so much, including all kinds of research studies, sermons and addresses, um, audio and video from SBC annual meetings going Ooh. way, way back, uh, oral history interviews, manuscript collections, all kinds of things. Um, I mean, it's got Southern Baptist Convention audio recordings from 54 to 74 wow. and video and video recordings from 75 to 99 uh, wow. broken up into segments. So you can... You, when you look at something that happened at an annual meeting, you can now go back and listen to or watch debate and really see how it how it played out. Also, some more state convention annuals, um, just tons and tons of of things that are there. And I am doing this because. 
big anniversary, 20 years that Taffy Hall has been at the Southern Baptist Historical Library and Archives. We should have had Um, cake. I know. So uh, I want to just celebrate that. Uh, Obviously, she's been the director now for uh, just a handful of years, but was on staff working and doing an incredible job. Big fans here uh, at the pod of Taffy Hall. So in honor of her 20th anniversary, I want to show all of the work uh, that she and her team do that you can go to Nashville. You can uh, get to all of the findings. It's an incredible place to do research, but you can do a lot from your home through the digital offerings. All right. Well, yeah, Taffy has uh, starred in a SBC This Week video once upon a time. She did great. Me, not so much. A uh, famous that was, one. That was a famous rough. one. That's the one where uh, I was doing the uh, hosting and Jonathan was doing the filming and he fell down the stairs in the Baptist building. I'm glad you think that's funny. It's great. And it was live. So it's it captured. Was, it was captured beautiful. on there. The, the camera just tumbles. It's yeah. amazing. I missed a step. Yeah. No concern so, from you. You just laughed at me. One of the great moments in SBC This Week history. But you're okay. You're you're all right. You're yes, all right. I'm okay. I'm okay. Just got a yes. you know slightly sprained ankle that day. It was okay. Yeah. But all Taffy right. did great for that. Okay. So. My resource go. of the week, the SBC annual meeting exhibit hall. There's a story out this week about the exhibit hall. Amy, it is the largest exhibit hall we have had in recent history. Again, I don't have the record, so I can't really say it's the largest ever. But it's the biggest we've had in any time soon. More than 200 exhibitors. I think 210, I think is the number, this year. And if you look at the map versus last year's map, it's like, wow, this is this is quite a bit. So it's going to be something special in New Orleans uh, to, to be in that exhibit hall. And, and I cannot wait to see all the stuff going on in there. You know, a lot of giveaways from all the seminaries, from all the exhibitors, everything. But it's just... You got a lot more to choose from, to see, to hear, to to visit, and uh, it's going to be great. So I'm just going to say the exhibit hall. You can find out more information on the app. You can look at the entire exhibitor listing, as well as the map for the exhibit hall. We're also going to have food in the exhibit hall. There'll be a food court in the exhibit hall. So if you need lunch or snacks or coffee or anything like that, it's going to be in there. You don't even have to leave. So I know many of the, our listeners may be working a booth and everything like that. So make it a little bit easier if you have break time. To find a place, grab some snacks, grab some coffee, grab some food, whatever it may be, and a place where you can sit and relax uh, before you know those long days at the exhibit hall. And a reminder, Amy, the exhibit hall opens on Sunday this year, three o'clock Sunday afternoon. First time uh, maybe ever that we've had it open on a Sunday. So open it up early because a lot of people get there, they register, and they don't have anything to do until the start of the pastors' conference. Well, now you do because we have the exhibit hall open. So. I'm excited to see how that goes. All right. Well, I hate that I'm going to have to miss it. Makes me very sad. That's right. Um, You're not even going to be there. Biggest exhibit hall right. ever, and Amy's not there. You know, though, in the last few years, I, I have really yeah. not gotten to see much of the Same. exhibit hall. So, yeah. <laughs> I, a couple of years ago, like I think I went in there for one, like Nashville. I was only in there for like 15 minutes tops. Like it, it was. Right. And last year, I think uh, Wednesday afternoon, a little bit before, like between lunch and the afternoon session. Maybe about ten or fifteen minutes. That was about all I really got to be in there. It, you know, it, it's the things are. There's so much going on that it's hard to find time to get in the exhibit hall. And that, I think the Sunday thing may work out well for people that are coming down are going to be there a little bit early. 
that Sunday exhibit time may be a pretty good time for you to, to kind of check things out before it gets crazy and all this stuff starts. So that's right. Interesting to see that. So, all right. Well, hey, that's our show this week. Uh, again, be in prayer for the SBC Executive Committee. They will be meeting on Monday in Dallas to consider a candidate for the presidency of the SBC Executive Committee. And I'll be there along uh, with a, a lot of our fun friends from BP and the Executive Committee. And Amy, I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week.